Jarvis Neely here, you already know, it's your boy, the mayor of SF. What's up, this is Travis from Death to Someday. Yo, it's Justin from Silted Rim SF. Shout out to my guy, Gio. Titled Unlimited. One loved, one titled Unlimited. Untitled Unlimited. I'm Gio Herrera. Welcome to the Untitled MP3 Podcast. This platform was made for creatives just like you. Enjoy. Yo, what up? This is Gio, your host for the Untitled MP3 Podcast. We've been gone for a little bit, but now we're back. We were rebranding, and I just want to give a huge shout out to my homie Ghost, who helped us with the rebrand. He actually made the intro. He cut up He cut up them voices. He made the beat and just gave us that energy we felt that we were lacking. So thank you, Ghost. We'll get into the Ghost interview in a little bit. But first, first and foremost, I know you guys are here for that Jarvis Neely premiere. I know you guys are excited, so I just want to hop into that. But before we do, I just want to give a couple words. Uh, pertaining to the song that we're about to show this song right here is called I don't want it anymore once I heard this song I automatically started bouncing I love the vibe of it but the more I was listening to it it was more than just a bounce it was an emotional roller coaster I wanted to cry I wanted to smile I wanted to have a good time I wanted to hug my friends and I just hope that you guys go through the same emotional roller coaster that I went through and uh, I think that that emotional roller coaster is what made this song so great to me. With further ado, I want to introduce I Don't Want It Anymore by Jarvis Neely, produced by Ghost. podcast right now it's it's not a normal podcast you're actually coming off of listening to an unreleased Jarvis Neely track called I don't want it anymore produced by who we have on today ghost 
which when it comes to social media, he kind of is a ghost. So um, I'm so happy that uh, he's on right now. And I didn't, I didn't get that prepared. That was actually improv right there. Shout out to myself. Um, <laughs> ghost real name, ghost real name, Jason Travis. I'm not, I'm not incorrect on that one. Uh, Jason Travis right now, he's a producer, uh, producer based out of uh, San Francisco, California at the moment. Uh, he's produced all of Jarvis's music. Well, La Transit, um, Color Me City, and Heartbreak Neely, correct? Mm-hmm. You got it, yeah. Boom. This guy is he, – he has stuff under his belt, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And uh, I really think before we get started, Ghost, you are making a dope sound that doesn't sound like anything normal that I've listened to. It does not sound like Bay Area music, which is good, because I think we need uh, a different sound in the Bay Area to splash. So, you know, hats off to you, my man. Damn, dude, that's a, that's a hell of an intro. <laughs> right on, definitely, man. Definitely appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, no problem, dude. Um, first of all, man, obviously the people just listened to the song, I Don't Want It Anymore. Um, dude, tell me about that song. What vibe were you trying to get when you made that beat right there? Yeah, I mean, I hope people dig it. I know it's pretty, it's pretty different than like some of the other stuff that we've uh, put out. Uh, I, there's gonna be a lot of that kind of sound on on the new album like kind of like dancier like some people call it like garage or uk house but um i don't know the beat was it came about just like any other pro or any other song that we do you know just kind of hanging out uh shooting ideas back and forth like laying stuff down yeah and uh i don't know but like i knew as soon as he laid down like the first like few verses or the first like few like lines of like the first verse i was like okay like now we have like a direction um and uh, and that like that that little thing in the beginning that was actually like a real thing that was like going on with like a buddy of ours and that just happened to you know we happened to still be recording obviously we never put his name out or anything but like that was like a, that was like a real like uh, organic moment it was kind of funny too because like when i when i threw like the recording into like logic like it lined up perfectly like with the intro so i was like all right maybe this is meant to be like i didn't have to like i didn't have to like cut like any of the time out to make it like fit yeah it's like i don't know that, that was definitely uh reassuring but um it's probably one of my favorite things that we've ever done yeah i was actually going to ask you that right now because i know uh i forgot who sent it to me first either yourself or uh sakari well uh jarvis his uh his stage name you know what i'm saying uh you're giving away you, the government i know i'm sorry his social and everything my bad dude um but yeah one of you guys sent it to me first and i said dude this is fucking this is next level and then what i think it was you you were just like yep i i it's my favorite one what is it about this track that makes it your favorite track that you've done out of i don't know last three albums what 30 songs or something like that even more that aren't released yeah um what makes it my favorite I think it's very difficult. Like it's not, it's not lost on me that like maybe positive, like uplifting music is not like necessarily like the most like, like banging or whatever. Like I get that. But, uh, but I think like there is like a, like a happy medium where you can have like the vibe be kind of like, you know, upbeat or like positive and have it still like, you know, like hit hard in the car and, you know, still like make people move. Like, uh, and I think that we, I hope, that we like kind of walk that fine line and um yeah i don't know i think like the lyrics are like powerful uh they're it's just like you can feel how genuine it is that's something i always try to tell like a sakari like when like when he's right or jarvis (laughs) when he's writing uh like it seems like i don't know like another one of our biggest like tracks that we have is uh, the song called easy and it's like kind of it's not the same vibe but it's also just very like heartfelt and like honest and people really seem to gravitate 
towards that. Yeah. Uh, so I just tried to keep him in that lane for this one. And I think it, you know, I, I hope it worked out. <laughs> hey man, it definitely did work out. Um, I felt like, like this was next level when I first heard it. And I, I, I see what you're talking about there. When you say like, you know, you, you know, that positive music isn't really like the wave nowadays, you know, like you look at sure. someone like chance or you look at someone like logic and they get killed for their positive music. But They're I don't, killed. I, honestly, I don't really think that this one, this one was on a logic or chance level. I think this one was like bumping the car. I'm going yeah. to dance to this shit, but I'm going to cry and hug my friends to this. That's the same thing I told you. Like this made me want to <laughs> yeah. hug everyone I know. Dude, the, the coldest part about like the, like the chance hate is that like uh, that most recent one, uh, what's it called? The one with like the CD, it's all clear on the cover. Uh, the big like, day. Dude, the production on that is out of this fucking world and it like is. no one no one gives it any credit because like they're like always talking about shit about chance but like like dude this is like incredible stuff yeah but um yeah i guess i guess you're right it's not like it's more like introspective i think than like just like positive like everything's gonna be great like corny like stuff but uh i mean i gotta be honest like a lot of the album like really is kind of uh i would just say more positive like there's like there's definitely like some like banging stuff on there for sure just because like yeah i mean we like to we like to keep it interesting and if you've ever been to a show like it's it's pretty high energy so uh but yeah i mean if 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 you like how that sounds i think uh this project's probably for you uh there's a lot of things in that same vein okay um now uh, we're hitting on the new project so are you able to tell us what the project is called and or if a release date is close by uh, so it's called Ways to Adjust. Um, uh, we don't really have a release date yet, cause uh, and I we had kind of spoken uh, like about this, but it's like it's 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 a weird time to release music, at least for like you know an independent an independent artist at uh, Jarvis's level, cause like we rely on like to keep the machine going, like we need like shows. So it's like I I don't want to put something out that could potentially generate interest in shows and get him booked and then not have anywhere to take it or because like i mean you know people are fickle man like even if we have some like an amazing project uh you know two months down the line people are not going to necessarily remember unless you really like capture like you know something special but i, I don't want to take that chance uh because i feel pretty strongly about this record and uh uh yeah we just don't want to rush it so i don't unfortunately have a release date but you know as soon as as soon as things start opening up, whenever that is, or if people start talking about shows again, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put the whole thing out, but we'll still be sliding some singles from it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think this, this uh, single that you released on the Untitled MP3 podcast is a freaking strong one. It's a hitter. It's, it's, not, it's not a light one. It's not a throwaway. It's not a B-side. It's definitely an A-side. So uh, yeah, I can attest, sure. if, if, if anyone liked that track before, you know, that track, um, I don't want it anymore. You're really going to love the whole album. It's actually a really great album. It's different. It's uh, one thing I noticed is that you guys actually get better every album. It's not like you guys are really good and then you're off and then you get good again. You guys are consistently good. So I guess what I want to ask is what's the difference in your skill that you've noticed from the transit all the way to ways to adjust? What's the biggest progress, I guess, with yourself? Oh, I like that question. Um, I would definitely agree. I, like, I mean, it's it's pretty typical. Like every like artist is like, oh, like you know, like my newest stuff is my best stuff. But I really do think it is our best stuff because, like, uh, I mean, to be completely honest, like, 
so last year we put out three projects mm. and like edit like any like i mean we don't we don't have a huge fan base or anything but like but we have like we're starting to have somewhat of a fan base so like anybody who knows that name that's all based off work that came out of last year so we're still like brand new to this like we, we've been making music like I, I was making music when i was like 15 he was making music you know in his high school years as well probably around the same age uh so we've been in we've been in this for a long time but as far as like releasing like music and actually like you know playing shows and having like industry like you know interactions it, it's pretty fresh so like uh like the transit was the first thing that we really put out like that was like a full like fully realized body of work and then like at least for me like i kind of uh when i started making music I, I was like making like club music and a lot of that stuff is kind of like you really have to pay attention to how the crowd reacts to your songs and then you can like implement those same kind of techniques on a new thing it's like okay well if i have this sort of breakdown that's the kind of vibe that this gives so like watching him play these songs out i kind of got an idea of like where the where the you know the lame parts were or where like the okay like, like this part is like banging like people are jumping to this part so and i feel like uh after everything we went through last year we kind of just got in the groove and then with this you know fucking lockdown it kind of forces you to uh just like focus and uh, anyone who's ever like worked with me or like it's been around me like knows like i don't rush into shit really like i, I we've been sitting on some of these songs for you know months and i've just been like yeah. you know slowly tweaking them it's it's mostly a mixed thing for me like uh like i just want to make sure that it sounds good everywhere like in the car and the club and on your phone so uh i would say the we've been sitting on some of these songs you know sir probably since 2019 holy shit but, uh, but but the one that the one that uh that you played uh just recently is actually like you know it's it, always the best ones come super fast so um uh, that one like came together like you know within like the last like month or so yeah you were saying how um you know that you guys don't have tons of fans but the fan base is starting to bubble um i i started knowing about jarvis because of that song grooving i feel like that song would really put him on the map for myself is that is that the song that kind of like well is that project actually color me city which is one of my favorite projects is that project the one that kind of put him on or was he buzzing from the transit already a little bit uh grooving off color me city i would say color me city was like um that was definitely a, a like an album that did a lot for us in terms of like growth uh i think that would probably be our most popular but um it's kind of hard to say because like like some of our most like played like statistically like some of our most played songs are off the transit but as a whole like when we put out color me city more opportunities opened up for us you know like more you know brands are reaching out to you know uh jarvis to like you know represent and all that kind of stuff so i would say at least for me color me city feels like a like a like a more fully realized project but i think popularity wise it, it's probably a transit like a oh, lot wow. of people seem to gravitate towards it yeah i mean yeah that's the that's like the cool thing about our like like the fan base that we kind of have is uh i think I, I was telling you this like before and we were just like hanging out like there's a lot of artists like the new like cliche is like oh you have like ten thousand followers on instagram but but like no one comes out to the shows or like or like no one's like really or you might have like a million streams on like you know spotify but you can't turn it into any like hard revenue past 
like the streams because we all we all know like you know make a whole lot on streams but like for us it's like the opposite it's like you know it may no, it may not look like there's a lot online but anytime we like post about a show like it it's selling out like and granted we're not doing like humongous venues or anything like that yeah. but like 200 you know 200 people rooms and like they're all there to see him and uh that's yeah so i mean we're really honored to have that kind of connection because i feel like i feel like jarvis knows every single person personally that like follows him on instagram so it's like yeah. it's really a lot of uh yeah it's like i don't know what the saying is but it's like i'd rather have uh one good friend than like 10 decent strangers or something like that yeah. so that i feel like that's kind of how we feel about the people that support us yeah, I think the same, man. I think uh, you're you're absolutely right when you say a lot of artists can have like millions of followers on uh, on Instagram, but like their music streams aren't the same, or they can have like millions of streams, but their core fan base doesn't know like their first projects, or their core fan base doesn't want to go out to the show. They're just right. it's kind of like people are a spectacle. When when yeah. you meet, when you meet Jarvis, you meet him, and you're just like, first of all, he's a really positive, really like contagious like soul like you're just like i want to be around him and then yeah. you listen to his music and his music doesn't sound like he's recording it off his phone and what what seals it off and what kills it what kills it in like in a good way is that he has a mastermind producing his music he has you producing <laughs> his music you, so i guess what i want to ask right now is um not really with with you and jarvis but outside and other and other like um producer and musician uh, teams do you feel like the credit goes to the producer enough or do you need to see more of that in hip-hop because i know jarvis gives you tons of tons of uh credit so but what do you think about that with other producer and rapper duos i would say i would say it's better now than it ever has been mm. uh i you still have to um i don't know it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to say i mean obviously i think like I think production is such a huge part of like music that people don't really like realize just how much you're doing. Like if you heard uh, like, you know, some of, some of even my favorite artists and I'm aware of this, like some of my favorite artists, like if I ever heard them without like all like the, you know, tuning and like all like the mixing, like it doesn't sound that great. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're not like some of these, some of these artists are brilliant artists and they, they're probably better writers than they are like singers, but like it's the production and all the mixing that makes them sound like, holy crap, it's like, a, you know, it sounds like it costs like a million dollars to record. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I do think it's better than it is, like just like better than it was, like just the fact that you know who like, like Kenny Beats is or like, uh, like Noah Forty or uh, even, even Metro Boomin, like people like that, like, uh, they're you know they're getting they're getting good shot and I, I still wish that there was a more the biggest thing that I that I wish for in the music industry as far as like producers is like so you have artist management right and you have people completely dedicated to to like artists getting them shows or even linking them with other producers but you don't have there's not a whole lot of like big producer management like firms okay like people who like link you with like dope artists it's kind of like you can be a resident producer for a label and that'll link you with like other artists on the label but as far as like getting placements or just putting you around other people, it seems like the producers are kind of getting, you know, left to their own devices, which is fine. But like, like you said, like, I'm not big on social media. Um, so for someone like me, it's like, I only really work with people where it's like an organic, mm. uh, you know, friendship or like yeah. connection. And like, if I had other people in the, like, in the Bay area, uh, like, like ask me to work and it's always like, 
like they're perfectly nice people, but like I don't see it. I don't see our styles meshing necessarily. So it's always this kind of awkward. Like like I just wish it could be like more organic because yeah. like I don't. Yeah, it's not about the. I mean, it, it's not always about the money. I should say. Yeah, I mean, I wish I was a rapper, man. I'd buy all your beats. To be honest, <laughs> I I mean, I mean, just to just to prove how good your beats are. Um. Shout out to you. You were a big part of the rebrand, the intro, you cut up the voices, you did all that. Like this man has it. This man has it. He's a beast. But um, you sent me a list of tracks. And to be honest, I, I looked at it. I'm just like, shit, I hope I don't have to like scroll through like 20 tracks or have him like send me 30 more if he yeah. has that. <laughs> I, so I was kind of scared. And then I clicked on like the first or second one. I was just like, I, I ain't got to think anymore. Just, just let me buy it, man. Just give it to me. So, uh, I mean, you sent me like five of them and the fact that four of them were good, but one of them was like outstanding to me just proves like a lot of your stuff is quality. So um, yeah, that's a big up to you. But anyways, we're talking about uh, producers kind of, it kind of it being better in hip hop. Now that producers are known, I was actually told, well, actually, let me, let me rewind. I know a lot of producers because of their tag. And I was mm. told that you did not want to put a tag because you thought it was corny. <laughs> is this true? Is this true? Oh my God. Yeah, I did a little bit. <laughs> what the, the, why it is probably... it corny, man? You can't, you have one of the best <laughs> tags ever. Why is it corny? I mean, honestly, I was probably just embarrassed because I didn't have a tag at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like that was probably like in reality what it was. Oh man. That's I don't hilarious. Necessarily, I don't necessarily feel that way. Like now, as far as like, as far as like songs go, things that the things that I think are not just like verse hook, verse hook, you know, or whatever, just like some radio like single. My my thinking at the time was like, oh well, like I'm not hearing like tags on like things that I consider like really like important like influential songs. Gotcha. Um, not to say that there aren't really amazing songs that I still listen to that have tags, but at the time I was like, I was probably just cynical. Like I said, like I didn't have a tag yeah like um, that's hilarious. but it is like it is like an identifying thing like it is important like to stand out with you know with your tag and uh yeah but yeah, yeah I, dude, think... uh, I just wanted to say real quick like uh, you gave me like an awesome shout out but like you're the fucking man too dude like <laughs> like uh, there's not Try. enough like i always tell this to like people that that want to like they're that are in music but not like on the music side of things on their business side because that's like it's so important and everyone wants to be like a glamorous like artist or a content creator or whatever uh but like people who really make it happen on like the business side are like the unsung heroes because you're getting like i don't know do you like a lot of amazing artists are like their their personal life is a mess so like mm. a lot, like like someone who comes in and allows them to like just completely focus on the art and not have to worry about how, like where their next meal is going to come from or or that kind of thing it's like that's really what allows you know music to happen so Shout out to you, man. Give right on, man. Yeah, I think that, yeah. um, I think the business side is something that's not seen so much. And uh, so from the outside, right, someone like a Travis Scott looks like, wow, how did he how did he blow up to be so big? Was it all organic? Like, holy shit, man, Nike just loves this guy. But on, on the back end, <laughs> they don't see what makes him so big you know they don't see the business deals they don't see right. the contracts that are written they don't see the networking they don't see all this stuff and something that i learned is that something that feeds into hip-hop culture are interviews i mean giving 
giving people attention makes the buzz go around. This is what makes people excited for a new, a new song that's produced by Ghost. They hear of you and they're just like, oh shit, like Gio's paying attention to it. Who else is going to pay attention to it? I don't want to miss this song that's produced by Ghost. I don't want to miss this next uh, Ways to Adjust album. So for sure, if you're a rapper and if you're a producer and you think that just only good skill is going to get it done, don't do that. You have to go out there. You have to network. You have to get your business on. You have to get them, them photos <laughs> them good videos, all that shit. Yes, um, sir. I can't really put a point as to what your music sounds like. So I want to ask you, what are you inspired by to make all these beats? Um, yeah, what are you inspired by when you're making these beats? Mm. Uh, well, I mean, like I said before, I kind of came up like making like like dance music. So like, I mean, that's probably why a lot of the stuff sounds electronic because I still love electronic music, but uh, I, like hip hop was the first thing I really listened to. Uh, like as a kid, I like really like fell in love with, I just didn't feel like I had really anything at that age to offer. <laughs> like, like that world, like some, some white kid, like from the suburbs, like, like what, what right do I have making beats? But like, um, so I kind of like, uh, I kind of try to blend like what I know from other genres of music, like electronic music and like other artists. It's into something like into hip hop, but it's, but it's not like, I don't want to say boom bap, but uh, like I don't know. I would say I don't really know of a lot of people that have our sound. I think we're kind of because I think we're kind of like a like a boiling pot of a bunch of different artists. I would say like flow wise, he has like a lot of similar flows to uh, like Jack Harlow, mm. uh, things like that. Like the beats kind of rock similarly, but they don't like the melodies are way different for sure. But I think they kind of has like a similar flow um it's kind of weird for me to categorize my own beats that sound like someone else because then it just because i'm obviously going to name people that i that i think are way better than me so it's like yeah. i'm not going to say that i sound like them you're just like but i like, sound exactly like dr dre up in here you uh, know what I'm yeah saying? Like, <laughs> like i'm not going to do anything like that but i don't uh, like some of my some of my favorite artists like are like uh like porter robinson like is which is like way not out of like way out of hip-hop but like i still think like production wise there's a lot of like, and just like melodic ideas. I think I like, uh, I'm influenced a lot by that. Uh, like a lot of the like earlier Drake stuff, like what, mm. uh, like Noah 40 was like the main reason I wanted to start making like hip hop and like rap beats. And also uh, this probably doesn't come across that much uh, cause the stuff's pretty up, upbeat now, but like the earlier weekend stuff like really influenced me in terms of like production. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if, I think that was good enough there, man. Yeah. I think um, those those people really were able to pour some inspiration and creativity into your into your mind, and then you just freaking express it in albums. So good shit, yeah. man. Um, I'm interested in this question: Are you able to enjoy music the way? I mean, okay, so start with start with here. I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast, and they they're basically <laughs> just like, I can't fucking enjoy any music now because I realize like when shit's off when the highs and the lows are fucking terrible, when the mastering is terrible, are you the same? Are you able to enjoy just like an album without inspecting its, its, its uh, mixing and mastering, I guess? Uh, like an album from one of my friends or like an album from like some established like Yeah, like some, just, just someone you don't know, an artist, established act. Oh, I mean, it definitely like, it definitely crosses my mind. Uh, I'm really, I'm really like trying... We're not really trying, uh, but 
I'm not that cynical, I don't think, like, when it comes to, like, other people, well, I don't know, actually, <laughs> like, like, I'm trying, I'll just say I'm trying to not be, like, super cynical, so, like, in reality, if I like, if I like it, then I like it, like, I, I try not to overanalyze it too much, like, I'm not, like, sitting there, like, oh, yeah, I like this song, but, like, but I can't listen to it because of the mix, like, I'm not, usually, um, like, there's a lot of, like, for instance, like, the SoundCloud boom, like, there was a lot of really amazing music that was coming out of SoundCloud that had a horrible mix, or, yeah. like, but but you could tell that, like, the main idea was there, like, you could really still feel the song, and honestly, like, there's certain things that when they get mixed, like, and, and when they start moving away from the rough mix, it almost loses some of the stuff that, that you loved about it in the first place. Damn. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it prevents me from enjoying it, but we're also kind of blessed to live in like this era where like everyone is making music. So like the barrier of like what's quality versus not quality, it's like so blurred. Cause yeah. like there's so much good music out like it. And, and there's so much amazing, there's so many amazing engineers. Um, but I, but I will say like, I do kind of take things with a grain of salt when it's coming from like my friends. Cause I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to check if I really like this or I'm just like trying to be nice to their face about it. Oh, shit. But like, I don't, I don't know. We've been like blessed to like, know like a lot of like really amazing artists that really like uh, put the effort in. I don't know. What about you? Does that, does that bother you? Like as a, no, it doesn't bother. Actually, I wish I was in your world so I can notice what's good and bad mixing. <laughs> the only time I knew when there was bad mixing is like you were saying the SoundCloud era. Like I knew the first XXX song I put on, I was just like, what the fuck? Why is this mixing <laughs> and mastering? So I don't even know what that really is, but I just know that this song doesn't have it. RIP to the man. Uh, he made good music, but at the same time, like what the fuck? Why is the song not mixed, you know, and mastered? So um i definitely that's see a good you... example though because yeah. like that's that's a good example because i really flipped the paradigm of like what is a good mix because like that that genre like whatever you can call that like i mean to me it's just like florida trap because that where that that's where that sound kind of started but like that started to be the norm like distorted 808s like that that became like the it may not be like conventional mixing but that's what everything yeah. sounded like and like one of the biggest things of mixing is like I mean, the biggest goal of mixing, not only making things sound good and like mastering as well, but one of the biggest goals is just to make it not sound out of place when it's played up, you know, played back to back with other songs. So like, if you're not doing what the next guy's doing, at least on a certain plane, and you're yeah. in the same genre, you're going to be the odd guy out, which, you know, could go either way, but damn, yeah. Damn, well, let's get, uh, we're going to get wrapped up here now. We're hitting that mark. But, uh, dude, it was so good talking to you. I feel like we learned a lot about you, about <laughs> your, your music creating, um, and about just your creativity and stuff like that. Uh, but before we go, I, I, I need to ask, dude, can you, no can you name me your top three Jarvis albums that, you, uh, that you've produced? Which one's your top three? Well. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm sorry, sorry, so I got to leave one out then. Uh Okay, ways ways to adjust obviously is like my favorite one. Yeah. Um, second would for sure be Color Me City, and then uh, I feel like I gotta be honest. I feel like we kind of missed the mark a bit with Heartbreak Neely, so I'm gonna go with uh, La Transit. As, Damn, uh, that's a that's a that's a good list, dude. That's a good list. I don't think you missed <laughs> the mark with Heartbreak Neely, but I would definitely. I think I would definitely put that in the same in the same place that you put. It. I think you're pretty spot on. But right, I man. do I do like all the albums, and again. Uh, ways to adjust is the best album of in in, in your guys's catalog right now like it really is you guys stepped up big <laughs> Thanks, time man. and uh yeah 
before we get out of here, just tell the people where they can find you, where to be Instagram. I don't know. I don't know what other social media accounts you have actually. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, where can yeah, people I mean, find you? Yeah. Uh, so once again, I'm Jason. I produce under Ghost uh, for Jarvis Neely. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I don't even know what the hell my handle is. Uh, you have to give me a second. No, nah, it's um, gonna it's gonna be somewhere here on the bottom. I know it's gonna be I have there. To type it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just I'm only on Instagram and Twitter. I mean, SoundCloud. I don't really post much, but like, uh, yeah. I get, I think Instagram is the best place to you know interact with me. Uh, I'm pretty responsive, so yeah. All right, cool. Instagram, you guys got that. It'll be on the screen. And uh, again, I hope you enjoyed uh, that unreleased Jarvis. Well, now it's released, but that. Uh, wow. It's, that, uh, it's, well, it's not released. Uh, it, it's it's kind of released. It's kind of released. So, yeah, You're I, putting I, it out in the world, but you can't, you can't get it on Apple Music yet. That's true. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I don't want it anymore. Um, stream Jarvis's music, man. You can find him on Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Jarvis Neely. Uh, great music producing by my man Ghost. Great music videos and just great music in general. So, uh, yeah, man, you guys are killing it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been the Untitled MP3 Podcast. Uh, tune in for next time, y'all. We out of here. <laughs>